Welcome to the old radio. The the old radio. The old the old. Ra- It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 104 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Today is a special hump day happy hour edition of the podcast, and that means two back-to-back episodes of a classic comedy radio show. Today's featured show is the Phil Harris and Alice Faye Show, which was one of the most successful comedy variety shows in radio history. Phil Harris had been on the Jack Benny program since 1934, playing the wise-cracking band leader. Harris married the glamorous actress Alice Faye in 1941 who had previously worked in radio with Phil on the Rudy Valley Show, and they decided to use their showbiz personas together in radio. They appeared together on the Fitch Bandwagon Show in 1946 and gradually became the show's biggest stars. In 1948, with Rexall as the new sponsor, the show's name was changed to the Phil Harris and Alice Faye Show, and the format changed to a strictly situation comedy, with a musical interlude each for Phil and Alice. The show starred Janine Roos and Ann Whitfield as the couple's daughters, Alice Jr. and Phyllis, respectively, as well as Elliot Lewis as the guitarist Frank Remley, Gail Gordon as Phil's boss, Mr. Scott, Walter Tetley as Julius Abruzio, the grocery boy, and then many other characters and guest stars. The show ran on NBC until 1954. So sit back and relax for the October 3rd and October 10th, 1948 broadcasts of the Phil Harris and Alice Faye Show. Good health to all from Rexall. Here's Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Oh, Phil, are you ready? Oh, darn it, you made me swallow a bobby pin. (laughs) Yes, it's Sunday. Time for the Phil Harris-Alice Faye Show, presented by the makers of Rexall Drug Products and your Rexall family druggist. Good evening. I'm your Rexall family druggist, taking a little time from behind the prescription counter to get acquainted. This being our first Sunday evening together, I thought maybe you'd like to know who we are. There are 10,000 of us. 10,000 druggists who have added the word Rexall to our own store names. You can always tell us by the blue and orange Rexall sign in our windows. The sign means that we carry the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. They range all the way from aspirin to penicillin. And they're as fine and pure and dependable as science can make them. We recommend them to our customers because we know you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris-Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. A month ago, the Harrises returned from their European trip and signed a contract with their new sponsor, the Rexall Drug Company. Let's go back to that day. Phil, Alice, and the children are in their garage where Phil is polishing the English sports roadster that he bought in London. Da, 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 yatta. Da, 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 da. Today we sign with Rexall. Hey, I better wear gloves when I'm around the car. I'm getting fingerprints on the steering wheel. As I was saying, Phil, isn't it great to be home again? Uh Uh-huh. Do you realize how lucky you are having a beautiful home, two wonderful children? And you, you beautiful dove, you. (laughs) You lovely thing. I never thought I'd live to see the day when anything so gorgeous as you would belong to me. Oh, thank you, Phil. Alice, please, I'm talking to the car. (laughs) 
never seen anything with such sleek lines. I can remember when you used to say the same thing about me. When we first met, you told me I had sleek lines, too. Look at the way she's made. She's so neat and trim. I was just as neat and trim. Look at the way she's built. So close to the ground. I was built just as... <laughs> Bill, will you forget the car? You think more of that thing than you do of your children. That ain't so. Now, you know my kids mean more to me than anything else. Daddy... May we touch the car? You know we can't, Alice. Our little hands haven't been sterilized today. <laughs> Won't you take us for a ride, Daddy? What, and soil the tires? <laughs> You're old enough to know better than that. I want this thing spick and span when I drive up to the Rexall office today. What are you going there for, Daddy? I'm going to work for him, kids. Yes, sir. Your daddy's going to work for the biggest drugstore outfit in the country. You're going to work for a drugstore? Yep. And your daddy will do a great job for him, too. You said it. You'll make the best sandwiches they ever had. <laughs> I'm not going to make sandwiches. Hey, look, Alice, we better get started. You know, we're meeting the sponsor for the first time, and we don't want to be late. You know, punctuality is the keynote of success. And the essence of business acumen. <laughs> I get him. <laughs> Phil, what does that sentence mean? Must mean something that's got words in it. <laughs> hey, kids, you better go in the house now. I'm going to back the car out. Now, let me get in her. Ah, uh, yeah. Look how much leg room she's got. Will you hear the way this English job purrs? That's funny, it ain't starting. Maybe you don't have any gas in it, huh? Ridiculous, old girl. <laughs> I put ten liters of petrol in only a fortnight ago. <laughs> oh, Philip, how that stuff clings to you. <laughs> Even the boat could... Hey, no wonder. I haven't got the ignition on. Listen to that. Oh, listen to her. Purrs like a woman who's having her back scratched. <laughs> hey, stand out of the way, Alice. I gotta take it easy now. There ain't much room here in this garage. And I gotta back out very carefully. Good morning, Philip. <laughs> I'd rip your clutch out. How are you, William? Oh, I feel wonderful. My friends and I just got back from a weekend camping trip. Yeah? Where'd you brownies go? <laughs> well, we went... We haven't got time to listen. Forget about it. We got an important date. I don't know if you know it or not, but we're going down to meet the officials of the Rexall Company and sign our radio contract. Oh, I have dreaded the approach of this day all summer. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, Philip, you've never met the officials of the company, and you just won't know how to talk to them. They've all gone to college, and it's so important that you make a good impression. Oh, leave him alone, William. Phil is perfectly capable of taking care of himself. You tell him, honey. Well, the best way for Phil to make an impression is to act natural and, and be himself. No, that won't do it. <laughs> Wait a minute, Alice. Willie, listen to me. Not only will I get the job for Alice and me, but if you'll just keep quiet and be nice for a minute, I'll tell you what I'll think of you. I'll even get you a job with Rexall. Oh, will you really, Philip? Yes, I will, and I'll ask him for a good salary for you, too. Oh, Philip, how much? $35 a week and all the iodine you can drink. <laughs> I don't think that's funny. <laughs> Boy, stop quarreling. Willie, come in the house while I get my coat. Very well. Won't say another word. But I suggest you heed my advice, Philip, because I know whereof I speak. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that character always trying to worry me. 
wonder if he's right about the sponsor not liking me. Is it possible that they won't be overwhelmed by my radiant personality? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I can see me now. I'll walk right up to the press and I'll say, um, <clears throat> Sir, signing this contract will be of mutual benefit to both of us. And I'll do my best to uphold the dignity and traditions of your company. Furthermore... Hiya, Curly. Hiya, Frankie. I want to assure you <laughs> that our association will ripen into a warm and beautiful friendship. Oh, this is so sudden. <laughs> you may kiss me, Curly. <laughs> Remley, I'm not talking to you. I'm just rehearsing my meeting with a sponsor today. Oh. You know, I'm going down to sign the contract for this season. Maybe I better go with you, huh? Okay. Now, look, Frankie. What? It's very important that we make a good impression. Mm -hmm. Now, just concentrate for a minute. Now, right. look, yeah, I'm what can we do to prove that we have the interest of his company at heart? Let's do what we always do when we go in to see our sponsor. <laughs> we'll pour shampoo on our heads and walk in singing, Smile a while, let a song be your style, you bitch. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> It was last year, Remley. This year, we're going to have a new sponsor. Yeah? Who? Rexall. Oh, what a break. What a pleasure. What a sponsor. What's a Rexall? <laughs> Remley, don't ever let anybody hear you say that. It happens to be one of the biggest drug companies in the world. You mean we're to be employed by a firm of apothecaries who manufacture pharmaceutical necessities? <laughs> Is that what they are? <laughs> well, cert, old boy. Well, I got to get more money. I never thought that you... I'm all ready, Phil. Oh. oh, Frankie. Hi, Alice. Hey, come on, get in the car out. Pharmaceutical. Oh, match. <laughs> well, remind me when we get to... I never knew. Get in the car, will you? Now, look, you two... <laughs> Frankie, take your hand off of the door. <laughs> now you did it. You got a spot on it. Well, sloppy old me. <laughs> Just take it easy, pharmaceutical. I'll rub it off. Remley, stop breathing on the car. You're taking the paint off. <laughs> Come on, will you? Let's go. We're driving. Now, wait a minute. Now, look, when we get down to the sponsors, let's all try to do this thing right. What do you mean, right? Look, Remley. Yeah? There's a right way to do a thing, and there's a wrong way. There's them that does and them that don't and them that says they will but won't. So if Satan tempts you, hold on tight, cause you can't do wrong doing right. There's them that shall and them that shan and them that wish they could but can't. But it seems that does it sees the light, cause you can't do wrong doing right. Look at that gal Delilah, she had them all in a spin. She clipped the mighty Samson, but she got caught when the house fell in. So you see there's got to be just one road for you. And me, let old Satan know he's lost the fight Cause you can't do wrong doing right You gotta do right Well, make me know Yes, you gotta do right Yeah, keep a preaching If you wanna see the light Well, tell me, brother Cause you can't do wrong when you're doing right There's them that's good and them that's mean And there's that somewhere in between But it looks to me from what I've seen That you can't do wrong doing right There's them that's meek and them that's bold Now, don't ask me, but I've been told It's the meek that plays them harps of gold Cause you can't do wrong doing right. Now look at old big Goliath bragging about his size. Picking on little David But he got his right between the eyes And so you see there's got to be Just one road for you and me Let old Satan know he's lost the fight Cause you can't do wrong doing right You mustn't do wrong That's right with me No, you mustn't do wrong That's philosophy If you want to get along Oh, I believe it now Cause you'll never get along if you're doing wrong Now they threw Daniel to the lions The king had it done, he's the law 
But it wasn't long till Daniel had all of them cats drinking milk out of straws. And so you see, there's got to be just one road for you and me. Let old Satan know he's lost the fight. Cause you can't do wrong doing right. No, you can't do wrong doing right. Cause you can't do wrong when you're doing what is right. Keep on doing right. This sure is a big place the sponsor has here. Naturally, naturally it's big. Yeah. You don't think Harris would be associated with anything infinitesimable, do you? (laughs) Hey, Alice. Now, listen to me now. We never met these people before, and we got to convince them that we're the ones they want for their radio show. Now, look. What do you think we ought to say to them? Well, I, I think we should be gracious. Let's tell them that we're happy and honored to be considered for the job. Yeah. Hmm? Well, we could tell them we're talented and popular. (laughs) Why don't you just tell them you're Ozzie and Harriet? (laughs) Control yourself, Remley. There ain't much demand for Southball guitar players. (laughs) Uh, Look, do we go in here, Alice? No, no, that's the entrance to the drugstore. We go in this door to go to the offices. Come on. Now, please, boys. This is a dignified company, so please, please be on your best behavior, huh? Well, where's the president? Why isn't he down here to meet us? Frankie, Frankie. Wow. Well, look, we're still a little early, so I think I'll go in and shop around the store. And I want you two fellas to sit right here in the reception room. I don't want you to move until I get back. I don't want you two to get into any trouble. You hear? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. (laughs) Hey, Curly. Yeah? You mind if I kiss Alice when she comes back? (laughs) What for? If I'm going to be henpecked by her, I want to get in on some of that good stuff, too. Alice, don't handpeck me. I do as I please. Okay, then. Let's go in and look around the store. Okay. Wow, what a layout. Hey, look at all the customers. They must do a terrific business here, huh? Certainly they do a terrific business. It's a big time stuff you're in now. Huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, just think, Remley. As soon as we sign the contracts, we're part of this place. We're members of the Rexall family. Members of the family, huh? Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Frankie, get out of that table! What's the matter with you? We don't own the place. I'm just trying to borrow a couple of bucks. You can't put the lug on your own family. Who can you do it? Will you come on and get out behind that counter before somebody sees you? If the manager ever happened to come along and I beg your pardon, young man, but would you mind waiting on me? I want some cosmetics. I'm sorry, lady, but I... First, I'd like to get a home permanent wave kit. The kind you're demonstrating. Look, lady, we ain't demonstrating. Quiet, young man. I'm talking to your twin. (laughs) The one that has the Tony. Now, may I have a kit, please? I can't do that, lady, because I. Are I'm... you going to wait on me, or do I have to go someplace else? Go someplace else. Who cares? Frank. <laughs> uh, uh, lady, we'll be very happy to wait on you. Now, if you'll just excuse me a minute while I slip into my smock. May I help you? <laughs> you now, Remley, if we can make a big sale to this dame, it'll prove to the company that we have their interest at heart. It'll make a big impression on All right. Us. Then keep quiet. Now, madam, uh, now let's see. You wanted a permanent way. Ah, here it is. A dandy. Now then, is there anything else you could use in the line of beauty aids? No. No, I never use any beauty aids. Obviously. (laughs) What did you say? Oh, I said, uh, obviously, uh, you uh, you don't need any beauty aids. (laughs) 
ain't what you said, Curly. You said Never mind. Madam, what I'm trying to say is that, well, you don't need anything artificial. Now, I could suggest eyeshadow, but your eyes have enough natural sparkle already. Oh. And then I could try to sell you rouge, but uh, your cheeks... Why, your cheeks have enough natural color. Oh, well, I guess you're right. <laughs> but you've been so nice, I feel I should buy something. I could use a jar of wrinkle cream. What for? Anyone can see you have enough natural wrinkles. <laughs> so insulted in all my life. I'm going to see the manager and report Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just a minute, lady. Please, please. Now, surely, uh, a pretty young thing like you wouldn't cause trouble for a, a, a pretty young thing like me. <laughs> well, I... Why, when I look into your limpid blue eyes, I, I, I can't imagine a complaint being uttered by those luscious, tender lips. You got her, Curly. Never miss it. <laughs> She's liable to be two hours coming out of this. <laughs> hey, Remley, if I could only bottle this stuff for Rex, all he'd make a fortune. <laughs> what was it you wanted to sell me? Oh, yes, yes. Well, I was thinking the, uh, uh, the lipstick way. Uh, of course, you don't need it, but it just might enhance the beauty of your ruby lips. Well, I don't know about that shade. I'd like to see it on somebody first. Well, I don't have anybody here that I can demonstrate it on, uh, but... Get away from me, Curly. Now, wait. <laughs> now, come up here and stop squirming. Well, Make like a Cupid's bow. Mm. Come on, pucker up. Mm. Tighter, a little tighter. That's it. Hold it right there. Wow. Hey, how's it look on him, lady? <laughs> it looks ridiculous on him. <laughs> but I do like the shade. I'll take it. Oh, perhaps I'd better have a little rouge to go with the lipstick. Very well. You'd like the rouge demonstrated too, wouldn't you, lady? Well, if it isn't too much trouble. No trouble at all. Hold your head up, Curly. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I ain't the type. Hold still, apple cheeks. All right, all right. Put it on. But don't cover my dimple. Ah, little dab. dab. <laughs> little schmear here. Well, how do you like it, madam? It looks a little too dark. Well, it won't look that dark on you. Are you sure? Well, positive. He has a heavy beard and you haven't. Oh! <laughs> that is the last straw. I'm going to find the manager and report you. But lady, please don't go. Well, lady, please don't. Now you did it, Remley. Don't blame me. You started this. Hey, we must look very cute with these cosmetics on our faces. We better wipe it off before somebody sees us. <laughs> well, if it ain't through the Andrew sisters. <laughs> what are you two girls up to, anyway? We're not up to anything. We're going to work for the company, and we were demonstrating some of the cosmetics. You work here? Good. I want to buy something. Wait on me. <laughs> well, don't stand there, Grace Fruit. Wait on me. I wonder if they serve Mickey's at the soda fountain. <laughs> Look, kid, I'm here to sign a radio contract with this company, so get lost, will you? Go back to the grocery. I'm in enough trouble already. You're in trouble, Mr. Harris? Is there anything I can do? To help get you in a little deeper? <laughs> oh, hey, Curly, look. Here comes that dame we waited on and the manager's with her. Oh, no, Frankie. We gotta get out of here before somebody recognizes Yeah, come on. Well, come on. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Nobody can report us because nobody knows who we are. I do! <laughs> hey, Frankie. We can't leave him here to tell on us. We better take him with us. Yeah, wait a minute. Oh, Julius! Come here a minute. I don't wanna! <laughs> I got something for you. You can mail it to me. <laughs> it's my duty as an Eagle Scout to tell the manager who you guys are. You can't do that, Julius. If he finds out who we are, I won't get the radio show and it'll be all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> so long, fellas. I'll see you in the manager's office. 
Frankie, we can't let him do it. We got to get him. You're faster than I am, Curly. You grab him. Which way'd he go? The end of the aisle and turn right. Okay, I'll get him and when I... Maybe you should have turned left. <laughs> you okay, Curly? Yeah, I'm all right. I cut my hand. Ooh, look what I did to this perfume counter. Hey, Curly, we'd better get out of here. There's a big crowd gathering. Here comes the manager with a couple of cops. Well, let's get out this side door fast. All right. You. Hey. Huh? We're back in the reception room. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're going to go up to see the president and sign the contract Oh, now? you know I can't. Julius is probably up there giving him an earful now. I haven't got a prayer for the job. Thanks to you. Let's go inside the drugstore. Your hand pick, let's go inside the drugstore. Oh, leave me alone. I can't let well enough alone. If Alice ever finds out oh, what there I... there you are, boys. I've been looking all over for you. Oh, Phil, about the contract. Look, Alice, now wait. I've sort of changed my mind about, about working for this company. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. It's too late, Filthy. I've just come from the president's office and the contracts are already signed. But, honey, I... They are. Mm-hmm. I have them right here. The company signed them, and so have I. Now, all you have to do is put your signature on to make it official. Oh, honey. Ain't nobody like you. <laughs> You're wonderful. Yeah, ain't I. <laughs> well, here's the contract. Go into the president's office and sign it. Nah, I mean, uh, there's no sense in disturbing him. I'll just sign it out here and slide it under the door. <laughs> hey, give me your pen, Frankie. Yeah, here you are, Curly. Thanks. Ouch! Oh, darn it, I can't hold a pen in this hand. Oh, Phil, your hand is cut. How did it happen? Well, I cut it downstairs at the... Per I mean, at the lunch counter. Yeah, uh, they serve very sharp sandwiches. <laughs> well, sign it with your left hand, Phil. I can't write with my left hand, but I gotta get it signed right away. I... Hey, Remley, huh? you're good at forging signatures. You sign my name. <laughs> okay, if you insist. There. That does it. Now I'll take it right into the president's office and give it to his secretary. I'll be right back. Well, everything's all set, Curly. The contracts are signed, sealed, and delivered. I'll keep your copy for you. Why should you keep it? It's my contract, ain't it? Hey, hey, Remley. Pardon? Uh, you signed my name to it, didn't you? Not exactly, Curly What do you mean? I didn't know how to spell Phil Harris, so I just signed it Frank Remley Oh, no <laughs> the Harris family certainly has its troubles, like most of us, I suppose. But I don't think many of us go quite as far out of our way to find it. <laughs> Except maybe men like the scientists at Rexall. We Rexall druggists know they spend most of their time giving Rexall drug products the roughest kind of treatment. Just to make sure they live up to Rexall's rigid standards. The one-inch war is a good example... It's the way Rexall scientists check the potency of penicillin by testing it against living, growing bacteria. They carefully measure just a little penicillin solution into a culture of bacteria. A little flat dish filled with germs that have a name as long as your arm. The solution is so diluted that it contains only about one twenty-eight millionth of an ounce of pure penicillin. Yet to win the one-inch war, to be good enough to wear the Rexall label, it must stop the growth of all bacteria within a one-inch circle on the culture. If the weak solution can do that, then Rexall scientists know the pure penicillin will do faithfully what your doctor wants it to do in his prescriptions. This is just one example, of course, but it's true of all the more than 2,000 drug products made by Rexall. They all get the same careful testing for purity and potency before they come to us Rexall druggers. We know they do. That's why we tell you, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall.
You listen to me, Ramley. You ain't going to get away with this, Quiet, and I'm not going to let... Quiet, please. As I was saying, Alice, uh-huh. with you and me as stars of the show, we'll give Rexall the best program they ever had. You think so? Sure. <laughs> uh, Frankie. Yes? Do you think we ought to keep Bill? <laughs> oh, I think so. You do? He can lead the band for my vocals. Listen, Remley, if my right hand wasn't cut, I'd slug you. Control yourself, Harris. There ain't much demand for bleeding band leaders. <laughs> Your independent Rexall family druggist invites you to enjoy the Phil Harris Alice Faye show again next Sunday at the same time. Look for the blue and orange sign in your Rexall family druggist window. It means that he carries the 2,000 or more fine, pure drug products made by Rexall. He recommends them. Things like aspirin and antiseptics and the medicines put in the prescriptions your doctor writes. Because he knows you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. This program was produced and directed by Paul Phillips. The part of Frankie Remley was played by Elliot Lewis, and Julius was played by Walter Tetley. Alice Faye appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. This is Bill Foreman wishing good health to all from Rexall. Sunday is fun day. Be sure to stay tuned to this station for the Edgar Bergen Show, which follows immediately. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good health to all from Rexall. Yes, it's Sunday. Time for the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, presented by the makers of Rexall Drug Products and your Rexall Family Druggist. Good evening. This is your Rexall Family Druggist, taking a little time from behind the prescription counter this Sunday evening to speak for all 10,000 of us. The 10,000 druggists who have added the word Rexall to our own store names. You can always tell us by the orange and blue Rexall sign in our windows. The sign means that we carry the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. They range all the way from aspirin to penicillin, and they're as fine and pure and dependable as science can make them. We recommend them to our customers because we know you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Today, as we look in on the Harrises, Phil and Alice have just arrived at NBC for rehearsal of their radio program. Hey, we better hurry, Alice. We'll be late for rehearsal. I don't want to set a bad example for the guys in the band. You know, since we've got a new sponsor, those guys have changed. They've become gentlemen. I haven't noticed any change in them. Well, I have, and I work with them. I laid the law down to them last week. I said, from now on, we ain't going to have any more horse playing or poker games at rehearsal. For you, Phil. Well, we'd better get in or the boys will start playing without you. They can't start without me. Why not? I got the dice. <laughs> oh, Phil, the Rexall people aren't going to like that. You're in enough trouble with the company already. What trouble? Last week at their store, you insulted a customer and smashed every bottle on the perfume counter. Gosh, Phil, aren't you ever going to grow up? Why do you always get into trouble? I don't know. I guess it's just the Peter Pan in me. <laughs> to make things worse, when you cut your hand, you let Frankie sign your contract with the Rexall Drug Company. Well, how was I to know he'd sign his own name instead of mine? You know, Phil, with that contract, 
Frankie is now legally the star of the program. Oh, nonsense. <laughs> Frankie's probably forgotten about that contract already. You seem to forget that Frankie's my pal. He wouldn't try to take over. Don't worry about it. You'll see just as soon as we get into the studio. I've told you the whole story. That's why the sponsor insisted that I be the star of this show. <laughs> hey, you mean you're in charge now, Remley? <laughs> Irrevocably. <laughs> From this moment forward, I am your leader. You ought to accept my orders with unquestioning obedience. I am an absolute power. Remley. <laughs> From now on, there'll be no more clowning. I want more respect than you showed to your former leader. How's the trouble with him? He was nothing Don't but... you say nothing about our former leader. He was a great guy. You said it! He was our leader for 10 years and did a great job. We'll never forget him. No matter where he goes, we'll always have a soft spot in our hearts for good old... Hey, Artie, what was his name again? <laughs> It's Phil Harris. Don't feel sorry for him. He's still with us. I'm going to let him play the cymbals. <laughs> Just because I'm the star of the show don't mean I'd throw him out. He's my pal. <laughs> what do you think I am, a heel? Heel, Remy, heel! That's enough out of you! <laughs> now, uh, in line with the dignity of our new sponsor, you'll notice I made a few changes in the orchestra. I've added three new violins and a lady, harpist. <laughs> and another thing, from now on, I'm going to do the singing. So let's go over my number. I'm singing, that's what I like about the South, but I'm changing the lyrics. Why change Because they're corny. Won't you come with me to Alabama? Come and see my dear old mammy. She's boiling eggs and frying hammy, and that's what I like about the South. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm changing the lyrics to fit my personality and birthplace. From now on, it goes like this. Won't you come with me to North Dakota? Come and see my dear old Moda. She's mixing me a scotch and soda. And that's what I like about the North. Yeah! <laughs> All right, now we'll try it that hold way. Hold it, hold it. All right, hold it. Okay, Remley, you can step down now. The maestro's here. I knew Isham would show up. <laughs> hey, Remley. <laughs> hey, huh? that was a funny gag. You're signing your name to my contract last week. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> you, the star of the program. <laughs> oh, you're a clip, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't I? <laughs> yeah. All right, sit down and play the cymbals. I got a band to rehearse. <laughs> cymbals? Remley, listen to Please, me. Please, you're running me into overtime. <laughs> All right, fellas, one chorus of our new theme. That's what I like about North Dakota. Hey, wait a minute, Remley. You're not singing. That's what you like about what? <laughs> North Dakota. That's the last straw. Now get off of this stand. But Remley. my contract. Get says... down. Get off of here. Now look, I don't know what Remley told you guys, but I'm still the boss. I'm your leader. Highlighting. Highlighting. Why? <laughs> I don't want any more of that. Why does he keep calling me Isham? <laughs> All right, fellas, look. Now we're doing. That's what I like about the South, and we're doing it my way. Hit it. Won't you come with me to Alabama? Let's go. Hold it! Hold it! Hold it! 
Who smuggled Shep Fields into this? Uh, that's the girl harpist I hired. Harpist? Lady, will you... Lady! Please, lady, will you take that screen door and get out of here? I, I just don't know what's the matter. <laughs> I can't understand you. At times you remind me a little Willie. You mean Alice's brother? No, <laughs> Willie Green. Now Willie Green was from New Orleans and just as mean and selfish as he could be, just like you. He always wanted part of what somebody else had, but he didn't want to give nothing to you. And then one day his mother baked him a jelly roll. Yeah. That's the best cake that was ever made. And then when Willie's little friends all gathered around and asked him for a piece, just like you, here's what little Willie said. I ain't gonna give nobody none of my jelly rolls. I wouldn't give you a piece of cake to save your soul. My ma told me today, just before she went away, be a good little boy, I'll bring you a toy. I'm my mama's pride and joy, there ain't no need for you to keep on hanging round. I love you and I hate to turn you down. Now you kids are awful sweet, but my jelly roll just can't be beat. I know you want it, you craving for it, but I ain't going to give you none. I ain't gonna give nobody none of this jelly roll. I wouldn't give you a piece of cake to save your soul. Cause my mom told me today, just before she went away, be a cute little boy, I'll bring you a toy. I'm my mama's little Roy. There ain't no need for you to keep on hanging round. I love you and I hate to turn you down. Now you kids are awful sweet, but my jelly roll just can't be beat. I know you want it, you craving for it, but I ain't gonna give you none. Oh, that was great, Phil. Shall I rehearse my song now? Oh, uh, don't bother, Alice. We won't have time for either one of you to sing. <laughs> what do you mean? As star of the show, I've decided to do a long guitar solo. <laughs> my lawyer says as long as I have that contract, it gives me the... Now, that does it. Give me back that contract, Remley, or I'll shake it up. Unhand me, you uncouth cymbal banger. <laughs> Stop searching me. You don't think I'm fool enough to carry the contract with me? I got it hidden safely away at home. Let me tell you something, Remley. You're not going to get away with this because... Oh, come on, Alice. Let's get out of here. That character, I'll break every bone in his body. <laughs> now, Phil. Phil, don't lose your temper. You won't get the contract back by antagonizing Frankie. You've got to use your head about this. No. I guess you're right. But to think my... My best friend would double-cross me. That's what hurts. <laughs> Isn't there anybody I can trust? Isn't there somebody that I can admire and respect? Good morning, Philip. <laughs> Willie, please, not now, Willie, not now. You better leave him alone, William. He's not in a very good mood. He has a problem that's getting him down. Why, Philip, I'm surprised at you letting problem get you down. I find problem stimulating. I believe in standing up to a weighty problem and defeating it. Or as a Chinese philosopher once said, he who wrestled with problem get toehold on adversity. Thank you, Anna May Wong. <laughs> Philip, uh, if you tell me your problem, I'm sure I can help you. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get out, will you, Willie? Maybe you can help, Willie. You see, Phil let Frankie sign his Rexall contract for him. And now Frankie has taken advantage of it and is taking over the show. And, well, well, Phil won't be on the air anymore. I see. 
But what's the problem? <laughs> You're information wise guy He's getting Alice off of the show too Now if you'll excuse me I gotta go and figure this out Getting my sister off the show? Wait for me, Philip Alice, I brought the children down I thought we all might have lunch together Oh, I'll take them to lunch You go with Phil uh, Wait, Philip I'm coming with you Poor Phil This thing really has him down I wish there was some way I could get that contract back from Frankie. Hello, Mommy. Hi, Mommy. Where'd Daddy go? Oh, he had business to attend to, children. He's got a problem that's bothering him. Can we help, Mommy? Oh, thanks, honey, but there's nothing you can do. You're just children and... Children. Say, maybe that's the way to do it. If I can appeal to Frankie's human side... Look, girls, here's what I want you to do. When Uncle Frankie comes out of NBC, we'll be standing here looking very sad. Well, so long, fellas. Be on time for the show Sunday. Okay, Frankie. See you Sunday, maestro. Yep. <laughs> Ah, fine bunch of men I have working for me. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, I'm the star of Rexall. <laughs> and that's where I belong. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> there are bloodhounds following me. <laughs> Hello, Alice. Hello. Hi, kids. <laughs> what are you crying about? Alice, did you beat those poor kids? Frankie, hmm? you ought to know why they're crying. It's what you did to their father. Yes, you beast, you scoundrel. You took our daddy's job. <coughs> well, I didn't really. I only... Uh... Gee, look, kids... With his talent, your daddy can get another job. Where? <laughs> well, he can go... He could work... <laughs> They'd be glad to have him at... You got me. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's still working for Jack Benny. You know, there ain't no money connected to that job. Left you? Naturally. He's a man. What else could he do? No job. No future. He didn't want to burden us. He said he didn't want to live on my money. What made him change his mind all this time? This is no laughing matter, Frankie. Do you realize that, that because of your having that contract, Phil has left us for good? And now... Now I don't have a husband And the children don't have a father Cut it out, Alice <laughs> Oh, Frankie Frankie, you're the only one who can make us a happy family again <laughs> Yeah I guess it's up to me to do the right thing Alice? Yes, Frankie? <laughs> How would you like to become Mrs. Remley? I'd make a very good father to your children. Don't get hysterical, girls. I didn't say yes. Uh, all right, stop crying, kids. Alice, I'm not a homewrecker. If it means that much to you, I'll give you back the contract. Oh, Frankie, I knew you would. Come on, let's go over to your apartment and get Well, it. I haven't got it there. I just told that to Curly. I got it right here in my guitar case. <laughs> there you are. Oh, thanks, Frankie. You're a darling. You've made me happy. You've made the children happy. And when I tell Phil he's the star of the show again, he'll be happy, too. Yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> now I'm just a lousy guitar player again. <laughs> Goodbye, Alice. So long, kids. Goodbye, Frankie. 
Children, you were wonderful. I've got to find your daddy and tell him the news. It's a great day for the Harrises. It's a most unusual day. Feel like throwing my worries away. As an old native-born Californian would say, it's a most unusual day. There's a most unusual sky. Not a sign of a cloud passing by. And if I want to sing, throw my heart in the ring. It's a most unusual day. There are people meeting people. There is sunshine everywhere. There are people greeting people. And the feeling of spring in the air. It's a most unusual time. Feeling my temperature climb. If my heart won't behave in the usual way, there's only one thing to say. It's a most unusual day. There is sunshine, yes, we mean sunshine. With apologies to Florida. There are people greeting people and the feeling of fall in the air. It's a most unusual time. I keep feeling my temperature climb. If my heart won't behave in the usual way, there's only one thing to say. It's a most unusual, most unusual, most unusual day. Philip, I do not think we ought to break into Franklin's apartment. That's no way to solve your problem. Nobody's asking you. Now, Frankie said the contract is in his place, and I'm going to get it. Now, let's see. Remley's room is on the ground floor. Here it is. Now, look, I'll get down on my hands and knees, and you stand on my back so you can reach the window. Philip, I refuse to go through with this. Now, you can't back out. For once in my life, I need you. Well? Well, now, you listen to me. This contract means a lot of dough to me. I need your help. In that case, I will make a deal with you. If I help you, you are to make me your business manager at $100 per week. Did you major in blackmail at Harvard? (laughs) All right, it's a deal. Now, I'll get down on my knees and... What are you writing there? Putting our little deal on paper. Just sign here. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now, come on, get up on my back. Very well. That's it. Now open that window quick. Now get in, Willie, and don't make any noise. Wow, what are the Bobsy twins up to now? <laughs> Julius, what are you doing in this alley? I got grocery customers here. Hey, you guys are trying to break in that apartment. I got a good mind to call the police. Now wait a minute, Julius. Don't do that. If they catch me, I'll get 20 years in a clink. You don't want that to happen to me, do you? <laughs> Look, Julius, if you don't care about me, think of Miss Faye. Now, if you call the police, my poor wife will be left all alone for 20 years. Help! My ex-police! Julius! <laughs> now, don't do that. Please, kid, look, I'm not robbing anybody. Then what are you trying to sneak in that apartment for? I'm just going in to get my radio contract with Rexall. A likely story. I'm going to call a cop. You better hold it a minute, grocery boy. Now, you better get away from here. Getting this contract means a lot of money to me. Money? Mr. Harris, are you trying to buy me off? (laughs) Are you insinuating that I'd be quiet for the sum of, say, $10? I didn't say nothing about giving you $10. (laughs) Well, I heard somebody say it, and I accept. All right, all right, then ten bucks, it's a deal I'll mail it to you Sign this, Philip What is it? Your agreement with Julius (laughs) That's my business manager that said that Hand it to me Here's the agreement, Julius From now on, Mr. Harris agrees to pay you ten dollars a week A week? I didn't... Julius, come back here, there's been a mistake You wouldn't take advantage of me You wouldn't take money every week for nothing, would you? Come on, 
Oh, that kid, I can't... Come on, Philip, give me a hand and I'll help you through the window. Thanks. Well, we're in at last. Now, let's find that contract before Frankie gets home. Shh, quiet now. We don't want the neighbors to hear us. I wonder where he has that contract. Could be in the dresser drawer. Or it could be in the sugar bowl. Yeah. It could be in his guitar case. That's where it was, but it ain't anymore. Frankie! <laughs> yeah, Frankie. What are you guys doing in my apartment? Apartment? Yeah. Ain't this the Fairfax bus? <laughs> Curly, what are you doing breaking into my place? I got a right to break into it. I'm after my contract, and I ain't leaving till I get it, and I hand it over. Oh, well, you're too late, Curly. I already Look, get... Frankie, if you'll give me the contract, I'll make it worth your while. Now, I'll make a deal with you. Not yet, Willie. <laughs> we didn't even come to terms yet. Now, look, Frankie, if you'll hand over the contract, I'll give you $100 a week raise. But, Curly, you don't... I don't... Who don't? <laughs> I'll take it. Will you put that in writing? With Willie here, how can I help it? Sign here, Philip. There. Now, Remley, give me the contract and... Frankie! Frankie! Hey, it's Alice. Come on in, honey. Uh-oh. Oh, there you are, Phil. I thought you'd be here, and I've got wonderful news for you. Me too. I, I got, got the, the contract, contract back, back from Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> you got it. Here it is. He gave it to me right after you left NBC. But I just gave him a hunt. Remley. The master just left, sir. I'll tell him when he returns from Ninja. Remley, you low down. Come on, Alice. Let's get out of here. No, no. Not until I thank Frankie. Frank, it was very noble of you to give up the contract for nothing. I appreciate it, and I'm going to see that you get more money on the show. You'll get a new deal. Willie, drop that pen. <laughs> Phil's troubles make us realize we all have our problems. Yes, even including Rexall's men of science. For instance, every so often they must invite a select group of bacteria to a special dinner and watch them while they eat it. Sounds strange, doesn't it? But drug compounds often contain such tiny amounts of some ingredients that they're almost impossible to measure. And that's when the Rexall scientists actually serve bacteria a several-course meal, each course consisting of different amounts of the ingredient they wish to measure. You see, bacteria like human beings need certain things in order to live. And if those factors are present in the proper quantity, the bacteria will naturally grow and thrive. So, by the way these bacteria guests react to each course of this elaborate dinner, Rexall's men of science are able to determine whether or not the ingredient being measured is present in the formula in the proper quantity. Now, the free dinner for bacteria is just one example, of course, but... Any Rexall druggist will tell you that each of the 2,000 or more drug products made by Rexall gets the same kind of precise and painstaking testing. That's why when you ask us to recommend a brand, we just naturally answer, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. Frankie. Yeah. Look, kid. What's the matter? Well, I want to apologize for breaking into your apartment. Oh, that. Well, Alice told me that you gave her the contract, and, well, I'm sorry, Frank. I came back to thank you. Oh, it's nothing, Curly. Oh, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. It's... As long as you had that contract, you, you had me in a hole. Nonsense. Sure you had me in a hole. You could have become the star and made yourself a lot of money. Well, and I just want to say that it was very unselfish of you. Oh, I know. 
I guess I'm just a soft-hearted schnook. <laughs> well, goodbye, Curly. Bye, pal. Hmm. Now, let's see, where did I put the photostatic copy of that contract? <laughs> Mister, what's that sign in your window say? Rexall, Sonny. What is Rexall? Well, first of all, it's a family of fine, pure drug products. More than 2,000 of them made by the Rexall Drug Company, son. Rexall also means the only stores where you can buy these Rexall drug products. Oh! Watch for Rexall's big one-cent sale, October 20th through the 23rd. On those four days, you can buy two famous guaranteed Rexall products for the price of one plus one cent. Look for Rexall's big one-cent sale at every store with the orange and blue Rexall sign in the window. This program was produced and directed by Paul Phillips. The part of Frankie Remley was played by Elliot Lewis, and Julius was played by Walter Tetley. Alice Fay appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. This is Bill Foreman wishing good health to all from Rexall. Sunday is fun day. Stay tuned to this station for the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy show, which follows immediately. That's one of my favorite classic comedy radio shows, and I hope you enjoyed them. Tune in on Friday for another episode of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. And remember, laughter really is the best medicine. And also beer. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La 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 la